the umbilical cord of Jesus, this, this will be something that probably you have not considered in the past, and, uh, uh, but we want to share it with you. Look at, look at Psalms chapter 8, verse 1, and Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, and we're going to show you some things about the birth of Jesus Christ that uh, will be interesting. Stand in honor of the reading of God's Word. We thank you for the music this morning. What a wonderful job it was. Uh, we appreciate all of your work and uh, uh, the time that you put into providing great music for us. God bless you for all that you do. Psalms chapter 8, verse 1. Stand with me in honor of the reading of God's Word, please. Uh, o Thou, O Lord, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is Thy name in all the earth! Who hath set Thy glory above the heavens? Then in Psalm, uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, this is what the Bible said. It shall be health to Thy navel and marrow to Thy bones. Father, I thank You for the Word of God. I pray that You'd open our eyes that we can see and our ears that we can hear and our heart that we can understand what the Word of God says to us. And then may we apply it to our lives so that we can be changed into the image of Your dear Son. We surrender ourselves, yield ourselves, and sanctify ourselves to the Spirit of God. Jesus, speak. Holy Spirit, reveal. We will receive and release the truth of Your Word. In the name of Jesus Christ, our High Priest, our Lord, and our Man in the Godhead. Amen and amen, and you may be seated. In this Christmas season, we need to know that the child was not only born to be a Savior. The child was not only born to save the world from their sin. The child was born for real, some really deep relationship to his people. The child was born, if you look at the scripture from Psalms chapter 8 and verse 1, he had a Lord. He had a Lord. And then David refers to him as our Lord from a prophetic statement. Every one of us need to learn to live under the Lordship just like Jesus learned to live under the Lordship of His Father. When David says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is Thy name, he is putting forth a prophecy concerning who Jesus Christ would become. This verse leads us to understand that it is talking about Jesus because he said, Who hath set thy glory above the heavens? So there's no question he's talking about Jesus. He's saying, You have put honor, praise, and glory in him above the earth. Now, when we look at verse 3 of Psalms chapter 8, look at it. When I consider thy heavens the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. He can only be talking about Jesus Christ because He is the Creator of all things. We know that. He can only be referring to the Lord, Jesus Christ. But when we look at what David said, he said, David, David said, you have a Lord of your own. Hence, 
the umbilical cord of Jesus. He said, David said, you have someone that is Lord even over you. In the Old Testament, we see this come out again. In Psalms chapter division 110, the Lord, the Bible said, or Jehovah God said, look at what's written here, unto my Lord. Jesus, the Redeemer and the Deliverer. Now, why would David call him my Lord and say that the Lord, Jehovah, has said unto my Lord? Why would he say that? Because he's speaking prophetically about Jesus Christ. He's showing us that Jesus Christ had a Lord who was the self-existent and eternal one over him over everything that he did, over everything that he became, over all of the works of which he operated in, David said there was somebody operating over him as Lord. That's important. Psalm 110.2. Look what the Bible said. The Lord shall send, who? Jehovah God shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion to rule in the midst of his own enemies. The Lord shall send the rod. There would be a rod and there would be a branch that would be sent operating under the lordship, now look at this, of El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty, which means my supplier, and El Elyon, which means the Most High God, who would come in the strength of El Shaddai and become the supplier unto mankind and would operate as the Most High God who would represent Jehovah among mankind and he would rule in the midst of his enemies. Isn't that what Jesus Christ did? He came as a baby born in a manger. We know that. The Holy Spirit protected him as he moved him from spot to spot against those who would devour him. And as he grew up, he grew into a man who would rule in the middle of all of the enemies of God. Those that were being led by demonic forces to come against the very plan of God that had been prophesied, the very plan of God that had been produced, the baby that Mary had said, uh, at thy word be it so unto me, and the production of a baby came about. Now that baby was born like every other baby. He was born with an umbilical cord. He was born with a cord that attached him to his mother. And from this, he received all of the necessities of life for nine months. He received the ability to be fed, the ability to have a heartbeat, the ability to have blood. All of the things that life required was brought about by this umbilical cord. And the last thing that, as I know about it and we've got nurses in the building and if I'm wrong forgive me it's my message I'll preach it any way I want to and so if the last thing that happens is they cut the umbilical cord 
And when they cut the umbilical cord, the child then is left to function on the development of his own lungs, his own heart, his own mind, his own uh, being, his own need for food. He has to now be able to function on his own. They, when I recall this, they popped him on the behind. And all of a sudden, it boom, they begin to function. And so there was an umbilical cord that was between the mother and the child. And when they cut that umbilical cord, the child now is presented with life. Life on his own. Life to function in his own way. So they would begin to cry when they were hungry because that was their function. That was their method. They uh, had to sleep and grow and all of those things. But they did all of that absent now in a life of their own. Well, Jesus Christ never left the umbilical cord of his father. He never left it. That's what David is saying here when he says these words. When he says, O oh Lord, if I can get back there, our Lord, notice that in Psalms 8 and 1. Whenever he comes out in Psalms 110 and says, The Lord said unto my Lord, Jesus Christ never left the umbilical cord of his Father. He never walked out from under the Lordship of his Father. O oh Lord, my Lord, how excellent is your name. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. He never left in his life, in his natural life, the umbilical cord of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, why is that important? Why would Jesus need to function under the Lordship of his Father? Why would that be? Why would, well, right there you can see it in red, because he was going to live in the midst of his enemies. That's why he had to remain under the lordship of his father. When he was born, he was born to his mother. His mother's circumstances were going to be that he was going to be the, the, the son of Mary and Joseph, and he was going to come up knowing the thing of the carpenter. And that was an innocuous life, if you would, because there was a lot of comfort in that. That was a life where he could go about among men and be a service to men and do things for men and really have, if you did your job, probably very little to worry about in the middle of your enemies. How do you become an enemy if you're a carpenter? Well, you don't carpet too well. That's how you would become an enemy. But certainly, uh, Jesus and Joseph had made their living as carpenters, so he uh, had very little in his natural life that would say from the umbilical cord of his mother that there was going to be a place and a time where he would have to rule in the midst of his enemies. However, in the spiritual world, under the lordship of his father, he was going to walk among death. He was going to walk amongst 
the demonic influences of this world. He was going to traverse the sod that was under the influence of the prince of the power of the air. He was going to interact with people who were interacting in the demonic. He was going to come against death. He was going to come against despair. He was going to come into the times of discouragement. He was going to be in amongst a group of people who had a religion and a law, but the law had no power. The law had no ability. They were put into a position where they became subservient to the religion of the day, and that's what Jesus walked into. But now we see him in a different light. Because we see him at the marriage of Cana, whenever he became of age, we see him turning water into wine. We see him raising the dead. We see him laying hands on the sick. We see him feeding the multitude. We see him never eliminated, never absent of the lordship of his father. Watch what the word says now. At this point, we have to come into this critical understanding. If the Father was the Lord to Jesus Christ, and that umbilical cord of His Lordship was never broken, never deterred, never destroyed, never absent of Him, if He was Lord, then everything that was triggered on earth was triggered from the Lordship of His Father. He did not do one thing without it being triggered by his father. So, look at this now. This lordship is what gave him complete dominion. This lordship is what allowed him to deal in and amongst death and overcome it. Now, I know that right now you're probably beginning to see the picture of where I'm going here. Because from his lordship, he was able to walk among the devastated, discouraged, dying. From the lordship of his father. And minister in that lordship and overcome that lordship even to the point, uh, overcome death and devastation, even to the point that he would tell the apostles and disciples don't worry about anything. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. How did he do it? How did that occur? What caused him? What gave him the ability to do that? Well, it's easy. We can see it in David's writing. Because he was driven by the lordship of his father. Now, if he was driven by the lordship of his father, when he was born... now. Proverbs tells us, I want to show you that scripture if I can, from Proverbs chapter 3. You see this where it says, it shall be health to thy navel. Do you know what that means? It means it will be the umbilical cord. He will be the umbilical cord. Now, in a minute I'm going to show you where Proverbs begins to show us what the Lordship of Jesus Christ taught him. In Proverbs chapter 1, 2, and 3. It goes throughout the entire book of Proverbs. So when we look at this, what we're seeing is, what I want you to gather from the birth of Jesus Christ is, that He was born to be a Lord. He was born 
to have a Lord. And the Lord to him was his father. David declared it. He said, my Lord, my Lord said, uh, the Lord said unto my Lord. So he was brought into this earth to be under a Lord. Now, he then turned around and God gave him lordship. Why? Why did God give him lordship? Well, here's what we know. The Bible said that he only did what he saw and what he heard. Where was he seeing and hearing those things? What was the umbilical cord that consistently attached to Jesus Christ throughout his earthly ministry that would allow him to see and hear his lordship? It was his father's lordship. He was born to be under his father's lordship. Isaiah told us he would be a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, a prince of peace. He would be wonderful things. But all of those things were brought to bear by Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2. What is that, pastor? He said, the spirit of the Lord was upon him. He had a Lord that drove him. He had a Lord that directed him. He had a Lord that spoke to him. He had a Lord that gave him wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, the fear of the Lord, and the ability to make decisions, judgment. He had a Lord, and if he had a Lord, and Jesus became the Lord of the earth, what should you have? What should the Christmas story say to you? We want to talk about a baby being born. What a wonderful thing. But what did the baby do for us? Not that he was born, but what did he become? That's the secret to Christmas, my friend. If we leave him in the manger... He is absolutely of no use to us. We must put him on the cross. We must get him in the tomb. We must get him out of the tomb. We have to get him out of hell. We have to get him into the high priesthood. And we have to get him to his lordship. Because if he doesn't get to lordship, he cannot be to you what his father was to him. Think about that. If we don't get him there, he can't be there. If we leave him there, that's all we'll ever get out of him. What a thought. But Jesus was born to become Lord. He was taught how to become subservient to a Lord. So you and you and you and you and me have to understand that the baby grew into a Lord under the direction of his Lord and you and me have to live under his Lordship. What did his Lordship do? Think about this now. When Jesus was born under the lordship of Jesus of his father, what did that lordship do? Well, it completed every miracle. The father through his lordship would say to the son through the spirit, there's coming 10 blind men. I want you to be to heal them. There's coming a woman 
who has lost her only son. I want you to raise him from the dead. There's coming 5,000 who are going to be hungry, who are going to be down in the dump, who are going to be seeking something from me. Your Lord, give it to them. Think about what I'm saying. There's coming someone who is going to tell you about the death of your friend Lazarus. Wait! Don't run to it. Because when you get there, they're going to tell you that he stinks and that he's been in the tomb too long. But I'm going to say to you, you tell the tomb to open up and Lazarus to come out. And he will come out based on what I tell you to say. How I tell you to act. And Jesus simply doing what he heard and what he said followed the Lordship of God right into the very annals of this great book and this great Christian life. And all of a sudden, every circumstance, every situation, every problem, every death, every dying, every hungry, every, every naked was clothed. All of the great miracles came because he had a Lord. Now you have a Lord too. You just don't treat him like that. You have a Lord too. You just don't treat Him. You don't listen to Him. You know why? Because most of us left Him right there. We left Him in the cradle. We left Him on the cross. Most of us have left Him someplace where there's only pieces and parts of Him that can work for you. There's only things about what He did that can work for you. Yes, you can be healed from what he did for you on the cross. Your spirit life can be changed. But if you leave him there, that's all you're going to get. If you will get him to the place that the Father took him. How did the Father take him there? That's the question. How did the Father take him there? Well, we're going to see. If you look at me with Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 2, you're going to see something. In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 2, the Bible said, My son, attend yourself. In Proverbs 1, attend yourself to the words. Then in verse 2, he said that you would know. That you would know wisdom and instruction. And you would perceive understanding. In verse 3, he said that you would receive. Where is he getting this from, friends? From his father. Who is his father serving to be? His Lord. He said you would know, you would receive. Then he said, look, he said you would give. You would give discretion to the simple and ongoing knowledge. You would look at the 5,000 that are hungry, that are sick, that are being torn by the, the ravages of the devil, and you would give to them something. What are you going to give them? You're going to give them what I say. You're going to give them. You're going to give them what you hear from me to give them. You're not going to give them of yourself. You're not going to give them because of anything. You're going to give to them because I am your Lord and I have given you wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, the fear of Almighty me and the knowledge of which I work with. That's what Isaiah said is all. 
That's why Jesus stood up in Luke chapter 4 and began to talk about how the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of His Lord. My friends, if you are going to go places in God, you're going to have to take the baby and make Him Lord. That is the plan of God for mankind. It is from there that the absolute presence and authority and power of God worked with them and brought about signs and miracles that changed the world. Here's what he taught him. He said that I would give you to know, I would give you to receive, I would make you a wise man, I would make you understand, I would bring to you the fear of the Lord, I would cause you to hear instruction, and these things, now watch this verse. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 9. It said that these things would be to you an ornament of grace. They would be like a neon sign wrapped around your neck. They would be like a sign that says, I'm hearing from the Father. I'm listening to the Father. If you're sick, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. If you're downhearted, if you're worried, if you're discouraged, I am hearing from the Father. It is His Lordship that is moving upon me. It's His Lordship that's moving in me. It's His Lordship that is touching you. I am coming to you as an ornament of the influence of the way God does things and the exact judgment of the promises of God that are all wrapped up in me, I ain't a baby no more. I got out of the tomb. I got off the cross. I got out of the grave. I came out of hell. I rose up. I ain't a baby no more. I'm living in the high priest. I'm living as Lord. Come unto me. I will tell you about the Lordship of a Father God who loves you and will deliver you out of every bondage, every captivity everything that takes your liberty and makes you blind I will be that Lord to you give the Lord a hand clap of praise he said it's like an ornament that's around me it's like a necklace that is saying to people look you see those neon signs they say eat it Jews what Jesus has said was Come and eat of me. Come and drink of my blood. Come and eat of my body. Come and get from God what it is that you're looking to have. Whatever your need is, wherever it is, it makes no difference. Because I have healed you, preserved you, I've delivered you, I've made you safe, and now I want to do for you what God did for me. That is, I want you to be, I want to be your Lord. Look. These traits shine. Verse 2, now watch this. If you want to know what God taught Jesus about being His Lord, if you want to take the baby and get Him out of the manger, off the cross, out of the tomb, out of hell, if you want to take the baby and make Him your high priest after the order of Melchizedek, then 
Get him into the Lordship. This is what you will learn. Jesus, Solomon writing about Jesus said, Incline your ear. What did Jesus say about that? Jesus said, I don't do anything but what I hear my father say. I don't do anything but what I see my father do. Now let's look. Cry after knowledge. Seek Knowledge as if it were silver. Do you notice the words that are being used here in the book of Proverbs? Let me, let me just, let me, let me focus you here. Have you seen the word understanding, knowledge, wisdom? Have you seen any, have you seen the fear of the Lord? You've seen all of those lists. What are they? They are the seven spirits of God. That Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 11 too, and the spirit of the Lord. Now, who did these, who, who, who was it that these rested upon? Isaiah 11 and 1 said, they rested on him who came out of the stem of Jesse. They rested on him who came out of the, as the branch. They rested upon this baby. You see that? They rested upon him. They didn't stay there. Because they were without understanding here. But as he grew in wisdom, in knowledge, in favor with man, and in favor with God, he was taught to follow one thing, the lordship of his father. If there is a greater message I could give the church today, it would not be anything greater than what I'm about to say. You need to follow the lordship of Jesus Christ. You need to place the Lordship of Jesus Christ above everything else. You need to exalt that name above every name, above anything, in every place. At this Christmas season, you need to understand that what you are celebrating is a baby who brought you the Lordship. Who gave you the Father's mind. Because that is how He lived. That is how he walked. That is how he handled. Now watch what the Bible said. The Bible said two things I want you to see. He said that you, he was going to rule in the midst. He was going to rule in the middle of his enemies. Now I'm going to tell you this. You have an umbilical cord. It's called the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You have the ability... Now watch it now. Now watch it now. Pay close attention to what I'm about to say. If Jesus Christ ruled in the midst of his enemies based on, based on, based on the lordship of his father and he became lord himself with power and dominion and control, then what do you expect? What do you think he expects out of you? He expects you to do what Paul said in Romans 5:17, you would do reign in this life. You are meant to reign with dominion power, force, with control, because the Lord Jesus Christ 
tabernacles with you, is in you, on you, and upon you, and you are meant to reign over the enemies and rule over the enemies that you encounter in your life. Victory because of his lordship. Overcoming because of his lordship. Cheer because of his lordship. You will come to know and understand the things. Now watch this. The wise men showed him favor. The people glorified him. His abilities caused men to marvel everywhere. Crowds gathered. Why was that? I'm closing. Because he didn't lean to his own understanding. He didn't lean to what he knew. See, that's the world's problem right now. We're all leaning to what we know. No. He put his trust in the self-existent eternal one. And from that self-existent eternal one, he did these things. He received. He gave. He was wise. He understood how to interpret. He lived in the fear of the Lord. He inclined his ear. He cried. And he sought. Now what do you suppose that he wants to be? This baby grown into Lord. He wants to be your umbilical cord. To having the ability to receive, to give, to know, to having the ability to interpret, to fear the Lord, to live in judgment, to have the ability to live in might and power and presence. That's what God wants for you. At this Christmas season, if never before, I want you to understand that. That's what God wants. God wants you to have dominion. He gave it to Jesus so that Jesus could give it to you. Now, he gave it to Jesus, and Jesus died so that you could have it. Oh, we want to look at him as saying he died so that we could go to heaven. No, no, no. Jesus died so that you could be an ambassador for Christ. Jesus died so that in this world, I want you to see this if I can find it here real quick. I may, not, I may have already passed it. But I want you to know that there are, there are three scriptures. One from 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 11. One from 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20. One from Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 20. All of them say the same thing. All of them say that you are ambassadors for Christ and you are speaking as if you were speaking after God. How did that happen, Pastor Mike? Because he became Lord. He became the exalted Lord. As long as He is the exalted Lord, my friend, you live in, in dominion. You live in total reign. Why? Because everything that has a name and everything that has a need bows before Him. At this Christmas time, find Him as Lord. Get Him out of the manger and off the cross. Find Him as Lord. Why? Because that's how He found the Father. That was His umbilical cord to the Father was the Father's Lordship. Bow your head and close your eyes. Father, I thank you for the Word of God today. I pray that you'll open our eyes that we can see this now and that the Lordship of Jesus Christ becomes our critical issue. 
that the Lordship of Jesus Christ allows us to become who it is that you have called us to be. From that Lordship we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. 2 Corinthians 5.11 2 Corinthians 5.20 Now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you. Ephesians 6.20 For which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly. How could He do that? Because He was speaking from the Lordship at this Christmas season. Seek Him as Lord. If you do, you will begin to have Him do for you what His Father did for Him. He will speak. He will show. He will give you to know. He will allow you to receive. He will make you to give. He will bring to your understanding and perception and interpretation things that you don't know. It'll be like an ornament tied around your neck. Everywhere you go, people will know that you've been with Jesus. It will cause you to incline your ear to hear. And it will cause you to cry after Him and seek after Him. Because the more you go into Him and the deeper you get into His Lordship, the more presence and power you will experience. Father, today I pray that you will open our eyes that we can see it. That you will give us the insight to understand your influence. To understand the way you do things. And to understand that it is your Lordship that opens the judgment of heaven. And that every promise is yea and amen because you are the God that changes not. You're the God that has no even shadow of turning. As you were Lord to Jesus, you have left Jesus to be Lord to us. Since He is Lord to us, we reign just like Jesus reigned. We reign. We have dominion. We have control. We walk and rule in the middle of our enemies. Glory to God. We walk and rule in the middle of our enemies. Because we pronounce the Lordship of Jesus Christ against anything and everything. We walk proclaiming the confession of your Lordship. In that walking, we walk as Jesus walked. We walk among the heathen. We walk among the enemy. We walk among the lying, the distracting, the disturbing, and we place every one of them under the same thing Jesus did. The Lordship of our Father. Now the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Stand with me and raise your hands. Let's receive it. Father, we receive your word today. For your word, well, your word is rich and real. Your word is true. I receive you as Lord today. I, I receive you as Lord under the same authority that you received your Father. You were left for that purpose. You were given for that purpose. So that we could operate in the same Lordship 
and reign in life just like you did. I reign today. I'm reigning today because of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He reigns today because of the Lordship of His Father. The never-failing, never-ending, never-changing God who has no absolute, no idea that He's ever going to do anything differently. He's never going to operate in man any different than He operated in Jesus Christ. He is Lord. He is Lord. That baby became Lord. Thank God for Christmas. Because without Him becoming a man, He could not have become Savior. Without Him becoming Savior, He could never have defeated the, the devil and brought victory out of hell. Without Him becoming a man, He could have never died and been elevated to the high priesthood. Without Him becoming a man, He could never have taken over the complete control of God's dominion and become Lord over all. And we are complete in Him. Glory to God forevermore. He has become Lord from the manger to the man. From the man to the death. From the death to the grave. From the grave to hell. From hell to the tabernacle in the holies. From the tabernacle in the holies. He stepped into heaven. And God said, There's my boy. Oh, glory to God. There's my boy. He is now Lord. Hallelujah. He is now the exalted Lord of heaven, hell, and earth. He is the victor. Be of good cheer. For He has overcome death. He has overcome the world. And now every hand, foot, eye, ear, tongue, organ, everything that has a name bows to Him. That's my boy. Glory to God. Oh, glory, what a God. That's my boy. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We receive it today. We receive the man. We receive the completeness in the man. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Father, we honor you today. If you don't know him today, you need to. If you're listening today and you're downhearted or disturbed, if you're sick, whatever your situation is, you need to find the Lordship of Jesus Christ. The boy became a man. The child became a boy. The boy became a man. And the man is now Lord. Paul said that he is the man in the Godhead bodily. I want you to know him today if you don't. I want you to be healed today if you're not. We're going to produce the Lordship today in prayer for you. Father, I pray for those that are lost and I ask them today to simply say, Lord, forgive me, I'm a sinner. Turn my life over to you. I accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And I make Him today Lord of my life. Now I'm saved. I believe it in my heart. I've heard the word of truth and the word of truth is ministered in my spirit and drawn me 
to say these words. Now to the sick I say to you today, whatever your sickness is, Jesus Christ is Lord over it. He's Lord over it. Confess, agree, and approve that He's Lord over it. And I want to tell you that in His Lordship, the same Father's Lordship that taught Him how to lay hands on the sick, that taught Him how to speak words of freedom, that taught Him how to set the captive free, that same Jesus is speaking today. He's speaking from the sound of my voice to you. He's speaking from the sound of my voice to you. And out of Him I'm saying to you that Jesus Christ is Lord over your body. He's Lord over. And I'm telling you to pronounce Him as Lord. Make Him Lord. And that His exalted name will cause all of the things that are attacking you, that are hurting you, that are becoming a problem for you. If He is Lord. If He is Lord. Not just He. Now there's a difference. Not just He. If He is Lord. Then everything that is an issue. Every care can be cast on Him. And He will then, through His Lordship, care for you. But He must be Lord. You must know, give, receive, be wise, understand. You must incline your ear to seek and to cry after Him. His Lordship must be worn around your neck as an emblem, as a neon sign that said grace resides here. And His Lordship will heal you. His Lordship will deliver you. His Lordship will give you the knowledge of truth that is in Jesus Christ our Lord and every promise that is in Him becomes ours as a yes and amen and so be it. Receive it today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that You will minister to Your people. Take us home. Bring us back tonight, Father, to hear the Word of God at 6 p.m. May we come and worship You again on Wednesday. In the meantime, between now and next Sunday, may peace and safety surround us. May the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us. May there be a shield placed around Your people. And we'll give You praise and honor for it. In Jesus' name, God bless you.